Welcome back, Dad, to the Father and Son Pastoral Podcast. This is episode 13 from the Jesus Said That series, looking at every word Jesus spoke in the New Testament. Today's podcast is entitled Jesus Heals an Official Son, which Mm. is taken from John 4, Mm -hmm. 46 through 54. Um, I noticed sometimes I don't introduce you, (laughs) so I made sure I did, did today in my notes. So I'm joined by my father, Dr. Ken Bird Sr., senior pastor at Colmer Manor Bible Church for over 30 years, author of the Fire series. How many books do you have now with the Fire series? 11. 11. Okay, with one of your devotionals being released in Spanish shortly. I saw the cover. It uh, looks very good. Very excited about this. Uh, you can tell I had nothing to do with it because it's all in <laughs> Spanish. I can't even pronounce the title correctly, but it's it's a great resource. And for Hispanic uh, friends, just thrilled that they can go through the scripture in one year with the devotional. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I designed one of the covers, but this new one is the nicest cover. <laughs> so that's very nice. And you're the founder of the Ken J. Bird Senior Foundation, which equips international pastors with preaching materials. So um, it's such a cool ministry, just you know, sending the books, all that to them and instructing them. Um, today's passage, though, um, really struck a chord with me. Mm. And I'm sure it will with our listeners, too. It deals with a father who is helpless to save his dying son. It deals with a dilemma of faith. This man will beg Jesus to come and heal his son. And Jesus will say, no, Mm -hmm. I will not go with you. Mm -hmm. So he's going to say, you return to your home and have faith that the power of my word will heal your son. And it makes me think how often... We are called onto the mat with a dilemma of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, we read Jesus's words, and they challenge our beliefs to the core, and we have to step out on a limb, right. um, trusting him. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is going to call out this man and all those around him for demanding signs and wonders. So this mm-hmm. is a very convicting one this is. for today. The word of God is powerful enough to speak the world, world into existence mm-hmm. and raise the dead to life. That's right. Yet our foolish human nature wants more than God's word. We mm-hmm. want signs. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to add to that before we get started here? Uh, throughout the ages for God's children wanting to see rather than trust his word has gotten them into trouble. And it will us too when we operate on the principle of uh, sight uh, rather than faith. Yeah. And isn't that so much of Christianity today? Yeah. It's science. It's show me this. Show do me. Do this. Do this. And it's like, oh, no. When Jesus, I think he would be so upset because he's saying, believe my words. Um, Today, Jesus is going to have a couple statements, nice and simple. Mm -hmm. Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Go, your son will live. Mm -hmm. And your son will live. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I say it twice. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's let's go ahead and get into this passage. So uh, verse 46, he went again to Cana of Galilee where he had turned water into wine, Mm -hmm. there was a certain royal official there whose son was ill at Capernaum. Mm. So at this point, Jesus is really becoming a rising attraction in Israel. Um, Some are attracted to his message, but many others to his miracles. Mm -hmm. Um, Some love him, some hate him, and his his ministry is really becoming a whirlwind. A lot is happening. When we think that all of this can fit into three years of ministry, we think about, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And even John would later say, you couldn't put into writing all the things he did. So mm-hmm. these are kind of just highlights of That's Jesus's right. ministry. Um, after John's arrest, Jesus passes through Samaria. Many people are saved. 
And now he is in Galilee preaching and teaching about the kingdom. And this kind of sets up our context. He's approached by the noblemen. So uh, he went again to Cana of Galilee, where he turned water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son was ill at Capernaum. Mm. Um, When I did the research, he traveled about 20 to 25 miles to see Jesus. That's right. That's not a short walk. (laughs) <laughs> no, and, and you have to give it to this guy because yeah. we're going to point out some of his defects yeah. later, but he sought Jesus. Uh, I was uh, thinking about King Asa, who had done so well mm. all of his life. And when he got older, he got diseased in his feet. But instead of seeking God, he sought the physician. So this man has used his feet to go in the right direction. So and I, I know 25 miles, 20, 25 miles is a distance. Yes. So obviously, who knows? He had a horse, whatever. But the yes, point yes. is, there was some danger involved. There Absolutely. was It wasn't just like, oh, Jesus is next door. Let's ask him to heal my son. Yeah. So just to put that into context, I would just kind of explain it to an American. You're taking a day or a day and a half trip. That's right. To go see a doctor or go yeah. see somebody. So. This man was desperate and wanted his son to be healed. Mm. Uh, He must have heard about Jesus's miracles and felt that this 25-mile trip was worth it. Yeah. Um, As a parent, I can understand that. Sure. Um, If one of my children was dying Mm -hmm. uh, and I hear that there's a healer um, doing amazing things, I think you'd be tempted to go and see. Yeah. Um, uh, I also have a note here. As a side note, we don't know anything about this nobleman. Yeah. Uh, We assume he's Jewish. But he could have been Gentile, but uh, we don't know. We could make up a whole story about it if we wanted to. Absolutely. He's um, called a royal official. So he doesn't dispatch someone. Uh, He goes himself, uh, which I find very interesting because he's he's passionate about what he's doing here. And I I love just the fact that he's going to reach out to Jesus. And even through his lack we learn more about the person and work of Jesus Christ. And that's always what we need to be reminded of, who he is and what he does based upon who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the things we look at is identity. Yeah. What is Jesus's identity? And yeah. in finding his identity, we truly find who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, when this man, verse 47, heard that Jesus had come from Judea into Galilee, yeah. he went to him and pleaded with him, to come down and heal his son since he was about to die. Yeah. So the man's desperate. He's pleading. It's not, oh, Jesus, could you please come? It's the idea of begging or he keeps doing it. He keeps And he keeps please. doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I can't imagine. Thankfully, all my children are healthy. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine having a child that you know is just going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think this is when we see the power of Jesus mm-hmm. um, as a parent. If our kid dies, there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, right. at that point, it's over. Yeah. Um, this man understands that reality. However, to Jesus, death is not the end. Mm-hmm. Um, death to him is just like someone falling asleep. You can just wake him up. That's right. So uh, in our weakness, we see how strong God truly is. So the man does not understand that Jesus could simply speak a word and his son would be healed. So he begged and pleaded with Jesus to go to his son and heal him. In other words, the man limited Jesus's power yeah. for the man thought that Jesus had to physically be in the room with him to heal his son. Yeah. And uh, this brought up the question in my mind, um, how often do we limit Jesus and his power? How often do we try to have him meet our, us on our own terms? 
And this was the man's issue of maybe a lack of faith, a lack of understanding who Jesus is. I mean, I'm not faulting him totally, but he thinks Jesus has to be there. He has to be on a premises for the healing. To make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. A few thoughts come to mind. This morning I was writing a devotion on John 11 uh, for my author page on Facebook and uh, the account with Mary and Jesus. Mm. And he says, I I am the resurrection and the life. And after he explains some things, and I love the question (laughs) he ends with, do you believe this? And at the end of the day, isn't that what it comes down to is our faith? Uh, Really, do we take God at his word and act upon it? And what a contrast, because in Matthew 8, we have the centurion, Mm. and he knows Jesus doesn't have to come under his roof to Mm. heal his servant, that he only needs to speak a word. Mm. And uh, Jesus marveled, and it's just intriguing, twice he marvels uh, Jesus himself, once when this Roman, he's not even a Jewish guy, uh, acknowledges Jesus's power to speak the word. But then in Mark 6, when Jesus is at Nazareth, his own hometown, he marveled at their unbelief. Yeah. So hopefully we can cause Jesus to marvel uh, because we're just simply believing in who he is and what he can do without placing any limitation on him whatsoever. And I think it's kind of a nice picture. I know he prayed to the Father and Jesus intercedes, but we can't see either of them. That's right. And we have to pray that it's by the power of their word. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of times we or others don't pray as much as we should, because mm-hmm. it's a matter of faith. Yeah. You're talking to someone you cannot see, and you're asking them to do something that might be seemingly impossible. Yeah. And uh, that's this man, he's dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I love about scripture. It just cuts it straight, you yeah. know? It doesn't try to dress up this guy. It just tells you the facts and lets you uh, learn from him. So he wants to see Jesus, but Jesus gives what would kind of be considered a very rude Mm -hmm. uh, response. Um, Imagine a man says, hey, my kid's dying. Come with me. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is like, no, I'm not coming with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But obviously Jesus knows what this man needs. Uh, He can see his heart. So Jesus told him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Um, I think Jesus is addressing more than this man, because it's he said, unless you people, mm-hmm. which he probably just would have said you if it was this man by himself. Exactly. But he is addressing the man. Some commentators try to say he's just speaking to the crowd. Mm-mm. But uh, I think he's addressing all of them. Yeah. And uh, you see so many people. You see, so many people will not believe unless they first see signs and wonders. I think of the Samaritans, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I love about this podcast and just going chronologically. We mm-hmm. see how Jesus stayed with them, and they simply yeah. believed. He didn't do any signs that we know of. Yet, these people are like, you have to come, you have to do this, you have to do this other thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, this man is struggling with this. So the man says, sir, the official said to him, come down before my boy dies. So once again, there's the limitation. Um, You have to come before my boy dies. Um, This man puts conditions on Jesus, and he has bad Christology, Mm -hmm. the study of Christ. He he truly doesn't understand, and I don't know if we can fault the man much, but uh, he doesn't really understand the role of Christ. Mm -hmm. His first condition, Jesus must come and physically be with the boy to heal him. That's right. This man had the wrong belief that Jesus must be present to do a miracle. Mm-hmm. So it's first misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And then second, Jesus must heal the boy before he dies. This man held the wrong belief 
that Jesus could only heal the boy while he was still alive. So I think it's important for us to say, what's our view of Christ? Um, It impacts everything. everything. Um, Because once again, it's his identity. He is the healer. He is the one who saves our soul, who heals us spiritually. He's the one who provides. Mm -hmm. And how we view him will impact the way we live. So... Do you, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, if there's a hint of ethnicity here, it's you people mm-hmm. and then seeing the yeah. signs because Paul says later about the Jews that they always seek a sign. Yeah. Um, John, his gospel is about the signs of Jesus. So the signs are good uh, in a sense, yeah. these are in that you might believe, uh, but at the same time, it's the word, you know, the sign is to point to the person and that the person is authoritative. And just a little um, commentary here on the word wonders. Interesting. That's not John's word. He usually sticks with signs. Uh, The term occurs uh, 18 times uh, from the Greek new Testament. This is the only time he uses it, but it's to cause someone to be in on. And in essence, Jesus says, unless you see, Hmm. you need to see. And I think that's what Jesus is faulting this man instead Hmm. of trusting his person. And when we study Jesus, I mean, you look at his person, uh, who he is, and then predicated upon that, what he does. And we just have to remember he's God. (laughs) It's really what, at the end of the day, he's God and he, he can speak a word. And when he speaks the word like creation with the father, it's done. Yeah. And I just... I think that's always a good thing for us to remember that yeah. science points that's right. that it is authentic. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been a lot of crazy people walking around saying they're God. There's been a lot of people who mm. had interesting mm-hmm. teachings. That's right. But when you do that, and then you can also back it up exactly <laughs> by saying, I, can, I have compassion, I can raise the dead, I have this power. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of the man lowered down by his friends. That's right. He forgives his sin. But then to prove to others, you know, that he really did that, he says, hey, right, which one's it. easier? Let me make the man get up and walk, mm-hmm. which shows us that forgiving harder uh, sin is even harder that's right. <laughs> than helping a paralytic. So I just think that's an important thing to focus on. Signs, as you said, are not evil. They're, mm-hmm. they're good, but they're to verify the message right. um, of this new teaching, this new doctrine, so to speak. Mm. So- what is your view on Christology? Mm-hmm. Do you like Jesus because of his identity? Mm-hmm. Do you love him because of his role as Messiah and because he is the eternal son of God? Or do you view him as someone you go to in order to receive things you desire signs from him? Mm-hmm. So bad Christology brings a false image of Christ. Right. Good Christology brings an accurate image of Christ. And we see a lot of bad Christology uh in churches today. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of really good churches, but you kind of have this picture of Jesus as just your buddy, your friend. You can be in your sin and come to him, not yeah. so that you change, but he, you know, he's just kind of that fire insurance friend mm-hmm. who just wants to give you a hug. And it's like, yeah. you really don't understand who Christ is. You know, or, or people go to services expecting to get some feeling mm-hmm. or to see signs, even today. That's right. Um, there are some large branches that would hold to Christian beliefs or some Christian beliefs, but they say, hey, we need signs, we need wonders. And it's like, why don't you people read the words of Jesus? 
So, uh, and it's really sad to me because then when you stand, step outside of Christianity, say to the Jehovah Witnesses, the whole issue is who is Jesus Christ? And they're making the argument that he is not God. And I'm going, are you not looking at the signs he had done? And, and the wonders, and it all goes back. It's, it's interesting. In, in 336, Arius died. And Arius uh, was a leader in the church. And he makes mm-hmm. the statement, there was a time when he was not. In other words, there was a time when Jesus did not That's exist. It. He's not eternally God. God. Clearly, he's the son of God. He's the son belonging to the category of God. But again, it comes down to who he is and what he does. And clearly, he has the authority to do what he sets out to do. And that's why we need to acknowledge him as such and make sure when we're describing from the word of God who this person is, we are very careful to represent him accurately because it makes all the difference in the world how you view Jesus Christ. And I was listening to a preacher and he made a good point that a lot of times Jesus referred to himself as the son of man. And that's really going back to Daniel Mm -hmm. and, uh, because I didn't think about it, but a lot of times in Scripture, people call themselves sons of God. Mm-hmm. You know, Adam's called son of God. That's right. Um, you see Israel's called the son of God. Mm-hmm. You see multiple people called the son of God. You are gods, mm-hmm. it says to the Jews. But Jesus, when he takes that title, son of man, mm-hmm. he's really claiming from that, what is it, Daniel 7? Yeah, Daniel uh, 7. When he, comes, mm-hmm. when he comes out of the clouds, and he's right. this person who's coming down. Mm-hmm. wiping out the enemies and will be worshiped. So, uh, and then they'll try to kill him when he, when he uses that phrase, mm-hmm. but it's his identity. That's right. So Jesus said, told him, this is verse 50, mm-hmm. your go, your son will live. Yeah. Now, some people look at this part of the narrative and they're like, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. But this man, he left his child, his child was dying. Yeah. And now Jesus is saying, he's healed. Go back on your 25-mile, you know, one, two-day trip to mm-hmm. your house. Right. Um, it's an act of faith. Absolutely. Um, so Jesus creates a dilemma of faith. Mm-hmm. We all face it. Scripture captures this man's dilemma. Mm-hmm. And here's his dilemma. If the father refused to return to Capernaum without taking Jesus with him, he would show that he did not believe Jesus' words yeah. and would receive no benefit because of his distrust. On the other hand, if he Mm -hmm. follows Jesus's orders, he would be returning to the dying boy with no outward assurance that the boy would recover. So that's why it's a a dilemma. (laughs) Do you truly trust Jesus's words or do you need that sign that come with me? That's right. Um, I just taught on Deborah Mm. and Barak and Kind of reminds me of that, you know. Mm-hmm. She was given God's word, says, you go fight the battle and you'll win. Yeah. And he says, as a coward, no, I won't go right. unless you go with me, yeah. you know. And I think the point, part of the point of that story is he didn't trust God's word. Mm-hmm. He needed to visibly see Deborah there, That's right. which was just a lack of faith. However, mm-hmm. this man had faith, which is wonderful. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, how did the man respond? The man believed what Jesus said to him and departed. That's right. While he was still going down, his servant met him that his boy was alive. So it's kind of this picture he leaves. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see in the next, in the next uh, verse that it was a day later. Mm-hmm. So he's going to meet the man. The boy gets better. Or the man. It's just his son. We don't know. Mm-hmm. His age. And uh, we find out that the servant comes and meets him. And he mm-hmm. asked them, at what time 
did he get better? Mm-hmm. Inquisitive mind. Sure. He said, yesterday at one in the afternoon, the yeah. fever left him, they answered. Mm-hmm. So this man takes this 20, 25-mile trip. Uh, he's with Jesus. Mm. So he can't make it in one day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he has to wait till the next day. How hard must have that night been as a parent? Is yeah. my child maybe dead? Right. Is there a chance this man really healed him? Yeah. And then he gets there and finds that he was healed. And uh, the father realized that this was the very hour at which Jesus had told him, your son will live. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what's important. So he himself believed along with his whole household. Yes. And that's why this man is a good man in a sense. That's right. Because we see the Pharisees, not all of them, but Sadducees, many of the Jewish people, Mm. they saw the signs and wonders and would not believe. They would not believe. He saw the sign and he believed and then his whole household believed. So Jesus' signs point to his deity and to his authority. Mm -hmm. Now, this was the second of two miracles in Cana. Mm -hmm. Okay, The first was John 2.11. At the wedding, and it says the beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and manifested His glory, and His disciples believed in Him. So, it was the result of Jesus's first miracle in that area? His disciples yeah. believed in Him. What was the result of Jesus's second miracle? The Father realized that this was the very hour which Jesus had told Him, "Your Son will live." So He Himself believed, along with His whole household. Mm-hmm. So, it was the result the nobleman and his family believed in. Jesus. Then John finishes this narrative by saying, now this was also the second sign Jesus performed after he came from Judea to Galilee. So um, that really wraps up this passage. So before we look at how we can apply it, uh, is there anything you want to add? It's a great story because it's the Christian journey. And I preach, you preach and teach. And at the end of the lesson, all that's going to matter Do people trust God more based upon what they have just received? That's what this entire book of John is about. The disciples had seen Jesus turn to water to wine, and and there was an enhancement in faith. The same thing here. And And I just long for all those listening today that they just take God at his word, act upon it. Uh, It's not a sight issue. It's a faith issue. And they'll be so glad once they have. Because I was thinking about this as I was setting up the equipment today, how preaching, teaching, it's really to the conscience, to the spirit. And it becomes academic if we just take this, say, that's a really good narrative. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful that that man had faith. Mm -hmm. But we really need to say, okay, when I have a dilemma of faith, do I change? Do I put limitations on Jesus? And then you start self-evaluating. I kind of feel like the... The Bible part is when you're reading that, that's the truth. That's the springboard, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It tells us, reveals to us who God is. And then we need to start wrestling with ourselves. How am I applying this truth right. that's been revealed? And a lot of people just stop after the word is taught and say, that mm-hmm. was really good. I mm-hmm. learned something new. You know, I'll win at Bible Jeopardy next time. Right. Where it needs to be, okay, how does this actually change me as a person? Yeah, I've been enjoying preaching through the communicable attributes Mm -hmm. of God. You look at who God is, but then since it's the essence of God that we are to imitate uh, in in the sense of God is love, we're called to be loving, he is uh, gracious, we're called to exemplify grace to others. 
but we have to act on it. Mm. And that's that's what this is all about, because I, I agree with you. I think a lot of Christianity is uh, Bible jeopardy. I think mm. they believe that if they just know more, mm-hmm. it's enough. But if you're not putting this into practice, you haven't completed Bible oh. study. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you just preached, uh, well, we recorded uh Holiness, right? That That was number one holiness. So maybe I'll, on YouTube, at least I can link that afterwards if people want to watch that. So um, let's look at our employment, how we can take this. We first saw that the royal official put limitations on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Although this man knew that Jesus could help his son, he put limits on Jesus's power, which demonstrated that he did not understand Jesus's identity as Messiah and King. Thankfully, Jesus was gracious to the man and healed his son. So a question you need to ask yourself, do I put limits on Jesus's power mm-hmm. and not understand his identity as Messiah and King? He has, he has authority over everything, That's right. including you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, here's the thought. Do I have a hunger and thirst to truly understand the character and attributes of Christ, mm-hmm. or am I satisfied with possibly misunderstanding his nature? Mm. What do I desire more, his signs or his words? Mm-hmm. So uh, as Christians, we really got to wrestle with that. Do we understand who Jesus is? Because when we do, we can worship him, I think, in a much more truer way, authentic, um, and just understand who he is. So. I think that's important. Because if we don't respond correctly to his signs by believing this person even more, then we're no different than Old Testament history mm-hmm. who had seen so much. In Psalm 78, Asaph makes this statement in verse 41, yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One mm-hmm. of Israel. They had seen the 10 plagues, God parting the <laughs> Red Sea, uh Miracle after miracle yeah. after miracle, but then what does Asaph say? They limited mm. the Holy One of Israel. Whenever they got to a place where they had to trust God, uh, they just wanted to return back to Egypt, yeah. and you can't limit God. Yeah. So um, that brings us to our final point: employment. The royal official of the royal official had a dilemma of faith. Yeah. Jesus told the man that his son was healed. Jesus did not have to say any magic words. He simply spoke the words. Mm -hmm. Jesus expected the man to have faith in his word. And Mm -hmm. thankfully, the man put faith over sight. And this faith would bring salvation to his whole family. Mm -hmm. Another thing, I think, um, when we look at the miracles, there's that fallacy that all miracles, you have to have faith to have a miracle happen. And this boy, not that we know of had any faith. Jesus healed him even before the Good man point. returned to his house. Sure. So this whole movement that, oh, you have to have faith. If you don't have enough faith, you won't be healed. That's a bunch of baloney. Yeah, <laughs> if Jesus wants you healed, you're healed. Now, exactly. faith is wonderful. We should have faith. But uh, Jesus can even work with people who don't demonstrate faith exactly. if, if he so chooses. That's right. So um, question you should ask yourself, are the words of Jesus enough for me when I find myself in a dilemma? Mm. And that's when people get in trouble. Mm-hmm. God's word is not enough. Exactly. Um, they have to pray for a sign or pray for a miracle or pray for this or that or seek when, you know, when something's covered in God's word, obviously we should be in prayer, but mm-hmm. we should say, you know, God's word promised this, it's enough. That's right. Um, and what do we do in dilemma of faith and thoughts? Do I beg Jesus for signs and wonders in my life and expect him to perform miracles for me? 
Mm. Or do I simply say, Jesus, your word is enough for me? Um, Which we should, as I said, have a strong prayer life, but we shouldn't do it for the sake of a sign or a wonder. It should just be because we have such a relationship with Jesus that we have faith that Mm -hmm. he can do it. So when we pray, we just truly believe that he is good and Mm -hmm. that the Father will hear us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything you want to say before we wrap up? Yeah, I appreciate your questions. Questions are good because it gets us to think. God did the same thing after the announcement that Abraham uh, would have a son uh, through Sarah. And she laughs and she doubts. And the question is asked in Genesis 18, 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? (laughs) Again, don't limit God. And then in Numbers 11, uh, Moses says, hey, the people are whiny. Uh, They're tired of this worthless manna. (laughs) God says, I'm going to give them all meat to eat. And then Moses goes into this uh, long discourse on how are you going to do all of this? And then I love what uh, the response is. This is uh, Numbers 11. Uh, 23, has the Lord's arm been shortened? (laughs) It's just like, I have no problem doing this, uh, Moses. And the questions are good because we just want to make sure we're not limiting God. And what do we have when we have a dilemma of faith? You know, do we cling to the words or do we seek something more? And uh, that's when we get, God is all powerful. He's um, sovereign. Yeah, It means that he can step in and do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. And we can trust his goodness in that. We can have all the theological training in the world. I mean, you think of Zechariah and uh, how he doubted what the angel had told him. And Mary Mary hit it on the head. After the angel explains to her how all this can happen, she says, this is her quote, let it be to me according to your word. And that's it. And she didn't have a whole lot of theological training. She's probably very young. Let it be to me according to your word. Just believe the word and be good. Yeah. So. All right, that was podcast 13, Jesus Heals an Official Son from mm-hmm. John 4, 46 through 54. Uh, hopefully this uh, this podcast was a blessing to you. Yeah. If you're on Facebook, wherever, uh, leave a comment. Uh, we love to hear from you. Subscribe. Uh, you don't have to, but we enjoy if you do, because <laughs> then when we publish stuff, you know it's there. Um, so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'd love to hear uh, just comments or even where you're from. You That's know, right. if, if you listen, just say, hey, I'm so-and-so and I heard you from mm-hmm. this location. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully this this uh, passage uh, touched you and really just bringing uh, the truth of God's word to you. Uh, we'll see you next time. See you.